Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. I mean, the very short version of the story is, and even the reason why I kind of began to tell these stories. So a number of years ago, my brother-in-law was killed in a car wreck. And that kind of caused me as a filmmaker to ask, you know, a lot of questions about the reality of heaven. So I grew up, you know, going to church all my life. Uh, I was a Christian. I am a Christian. But for a short period of time, there was, uh, you know, I was asking those difficult questions. I honestly wasn't even sure if there really was uh, heaven. So for me, it was it was very real that I need I needed to know. And that's when I came across these stories of, of people who had died and had these experiences and, and, and came back. And this led him down a path of wanting to know more. So he did his research. He dug deep. He found some amazing stories. And they will now be featured in a feature film called After Death. Today he'll share a little bit about where the idea came from and how you can check out this new film. We're joined today by Stephen Gray. He is the director of a new feature film called After Death. We're going to get around to that in just a little bit. What's really cool about this feature film is it started off as a short that we actually interviewed you about in the past. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I made a short in 2017 called Discovering Heaven, which told the story of Captain Dale Black. Uh, He was an airline pilot who died in a plane crash along with two other pilots in Burbank, California in 1969. And then later he became the sole survivor. And so during that crash... Dale had an out-of-body experience, um, you know, he had a glimpse of heaven, and then he kind of came back uh, to the hospital, and so, yeah, it's, it's a 10-minute short that I put out and uh, kind of garnered a fair bit of attention across Canada, a little bit in the States, um, you know, won a bunch of festivals, and the cool thing was uh, it was enough to kind of get in the door to, to become what's now the, the feature film, After Death. How amazing is it that this has turned into that and now Angel Studios has picked it up and it'll be in theaters across the U.S. and Canada? That's right. Yeah, it hits theaters October 27th starting. And uh, yeah, it's going to be in something like 2000 theaters across the United States and Canada. How exciting is that for you? Very exciting. Yeah, no, it's I mean, this this film is many years in the making. I've been working on this for about six years um, and we've been in a full time production for about three years. So yeah, it's it's a long kind of a long journey to kind of get it where it is now, but it's amazing that we've uh signed on with Angel Studios. Um and I mean they've had success with The Chosen and Sound of Freedom and this is going to be their third theatrical release be, uh behind uh The Sound of Freedom. It's going to be pretty cool as someone from Winnipeg to see this much success from this very which I want to get more in depth about this film coming up in just a little bit. Um it's got to be exciting to know that you're from Winnipeg and hey now your your film is going nationwide yeah it's 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 awesome it's it's for sure a really cool feeling I, I I'm just excited about um you know anything really coming from Winnipeg you know there's there's tons of films being shot here in Winnipeg but I think this is this is pretty unique in that it's you know directed and produced produced here in Winnipeg and that it's going to this many theaters you know pretty exciting it's awesome. Now, after death, the big question in in this is what happens when we die? And you share this through personal accounts. How did you find these people? <laughs> so uh, the uh, yeah, the I mean, the very short version of the story is and even the reason why I kind of began to tell these stories. So a number of years ago, my brother in law uh, was killed in a car wreck. 
And that kind of caused me as a filmmaker to ask, you know, a lot of questions about the reality of heaven. So I grew up, you know, going to church all my life. Uh, I was a Christian, I am a Christian. But for a short period of time, there was, uh, you know, I was asking those difficult questions. I honestly wasn't even sure if there really was uh, heaven. So for me, it was it was very real that I need I needed to know. And that's when I came across these stories of, of people who had died and had these experiences and, and, and came back. And a lot of them are, you know, they're so, um, I don't know, they're so grandiose. They're so kind of, they're, they're big statements, big, bold statements. You know, you say that you died, okay, and then and that you, you know, you saw heaven. And some of that's subjective in that, you know, what they saw and experienced, we can't go there, we can't verify. But the, the thing I was kind of drawn to was, uh, some of these people uh, were seeing things around, say, the accident scene or in the hospital, and they were laying information that they otherwise wouldn't have been able to know because this is during the time when there's no brain activity, there's no uh, heartbeat, there's no breathing. And in some cases, a few of these people that we have in the film were declared dead by doctors. Um, one person in our film was actually dead for an hour and 45 minutes. Um, and so, and, and, and a lot of these people was even without resuscitation efforts. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's kind of, it's miraculous in the accounts that these people are even back. It's very rare. It's not common. Um, and so I read a, a number of books uh, my family and I, we probably read something like 30 books <laughs> when we were kind of going through this and, you know, going through grief really caused us to kind of ask those questions and read these books. But, um, yeah. And so honestly, I just, I just reached out to a lot of these people one of the first people that we connected with uh, was Dale. Um, we also connected with uh, John Burke, who wrote Imagine Heaven. We actually have five New York Times bestselling authors uh, in our film. So there might be some recognizable titles. Uh, author uh, Don Piper, who wrote 90 Minutes in Heaven, is in the film. Uh, we have Mary Neal, who wrote To Heaven and Back. She's uh, she's an orthopedic spine surgeon who... Uh, she was she was in a kayak accident and she drowned. She was without oxygen for 30 minutes. She was submerged underwater for about 20 minutes in warm water, I should say, as well. So, you know, the, m- amazing stories. Uh, Dr. Jeffrey Long, who wrote the book Evidence for the Afterlife, he's an oncologist and uh, he's been studying this since 1998. Um, and is, he's actually amassed 4,000 verified accounts of near-death experiences all around the world. Um, we also have uh, Dr. Michael Sabum, you know, cardiologists and neurologists and surgeons in the film. So half the film is science and kind of leaning into the the, the cases and and you know what does that actually look like, as well as the and then the other half is stories. When you put this all together, did your views overall on life after death change? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I, I mean, like in terms of my faith it was completely restored uh, because of these stories and these accounts. And I would say uh, even more after meeting them personally, and that's what I want to you know, bring to, to the screen for, for people to kind of come along that journey that I went through. Um, because, you know, it's like we're told about this reality of heaven and, you know, we have faith and we believe in that in, in these uh, stories that we read in the Bible. But when, and I shouldn't say but, but when... <laughs> these people talk about these things that they've seen and it's later, later verified by, you know, doctors and neurologists and surgeons. Um, I mean, all around the world and that all of these people are, are claiming they're seeing things that are, um, they don't 
they don't know each other. Um, they've never, you know, spoke to each other. A lot of these people have a lot to lose in coming forward and telling their story. You know, Mary, for example, she's a she's a doctor. She's a spine surgeon. She has her own practice. Um, she doesn't need, you know, the fame. She doesn't need, you know, she's certainly not looking for for money. She's she's doing fine. She's very introverted. Um, she she wants to keep her family and her story, you know, to herself. Um, and yet she's compelled to to tell her story uh, because it, she wants to point to the reality of heaven. And that's that's kind of like the takeaway with this film. And that's what it did for me is it really um, I don't have to have a lot of faith to believe in heaven anymore. And what it's done for me as a Christian is um, I've been able to go back and read the Bible. I'm more compelled to read the Bible. And it, it and it's it's just it jumps out and it becomes alive in a way that, um, you know, is it's changed, I guess, uh, over, over the years. And so. Yeah, it's it's strengthened my my faith, and I hope that it does that for other people. One thing you did mention as well, though, is that it's a great film to bring a non-believer to. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, really, we made the film for non-believers. Um, it's it's uh it's the kind of film that if you're asking questions and and you haven't really thought about the reality of you know any spiritual reality at all, that there's just this material world and are doubting. Uh, or you haven't even grown up as a Christian or have any kind of faith context, I mean, this film's going to crack that door open. And and not it's not going to hit you over the head. It's just uh, you're just going to be uh, subjected to, you know, really incredible information and stories and science and stuff out there. And not everyone in the film even believes in life after death, I should say. So it's we have quite a variety of different people and opinions and stuff in the film because you want to balance that out a little bit. But... Um, yeah, I mean, on everyone in the film who had an the experience, I mean, they they 180 their life around. And um, actually, one of the hero stories in the film, Howard Storm, he was a an atheist university professor. So and he and he was living his decades as as an atheist. And there's kind of a, you know hearing about atheists. Um, I mean, I've got lots of friends who are atheists. Um, you there's kind of a almost like a, a spectrum of atheists in terms of like worldview and belief. Some may lean more towards agnostic. Uh, Howard was very atheist. You know, he, he absolutely didn't believe there was anything after. And he had to fight to breathe um, in this when he was dying. So he just gave up. But before he took his last breath, he just he just knew for himself confidently there would be nothing after. You know, and to his surprise, he he goes into a continued conscious experience. He's, he's standing beside his hospital bed and he turns around and he sees himself, you know, laying in the bed, uh, which was very kind of surprising and very shocking for him. And he had this whole, you know, experience, but it actually, you know, turned him towards God. So he comes back a few years later. Uh, he leaves his profession, takes a 90% pay cut and becomes a pastor to this day. You know, why would you do that? I mean, even the risk of all family and friends. Why would you do that and live your whole life that differently? And that's not just one that's not one story, it's many stories which are included in our film if this wasn't real. You basically said what I was gonna ask next is what is that one thing we've said it a few times in here that you really want people to take away from this film? Yeah, and I I would say besides the rea- reality of heaven. Um, which, you know, I think it makes a really good case for doesn't hit everyone over the head. So, you know, you're not going to feel 
um, it's not a typical, I would say, you know, Christian movie in that way. And yet it's pointing people to God, I, I believe. But my hope is that it causes people to ask questions about this reality. And if heaven is real, you know, and if there is an afterlife, what could that mean for our life here? So many of the people in our film and part of their experience, the near-death experience, they have what's called a life review. Um, which, you know, it's for some people, myself included, might sound a little bit scary because it's like, you know, I don't want to go back and relive, you know, all the all the mistakes I've made in my life. Um, but that's the case for many people in the film is that, um, and that's not the focus of, of their life review, but many people in the film experience a life review. And what that is, is they're seeing their life play out in front of them, not as a, a single like uh, 2D picture, but like a 3D experience. Um, since since they're born to the point when they died, not only are they seeing their life, but they're seeing the life of people around them and sort of the backstory of people around them and being witness to something that they otherwise wouldn't have been able to see. I mean, you're not, they're not in the home of these people being raised around them, and yet they're seeing that. And they're seeing the ripple effect of the life that they're living here. And um, the wild thing is, I mean, Mary's shown a life review where she's given a perspective that's something like 30 people removed from herself. So these are people she's never going to meet, you know, and, and every little decision she was showing that every little decision um, had a ripple, ripple effect on other people. So that could be good or bad. Um, Mary moved from California to Wyoming. You know, that's not bad. It's just different. Obviously she's going to have a different life now in Wyoming with her family and the impact of the, of the community she's going to have there is different than what she would have had in California. But God had a plan. And then it could be something as small as you didn't hold the door open for someone or you did or you paid forward, you know, like a coffee for someone in a lineup. You don't know what that does for someone and and, and the the change it makes in someone, even just smiling on, you know, smiling to someone on the street. Small things like that were shown to them that it actually made a difference. And my hope is that people kind of reflect on, you know, our life here. And what could it mean? And, and what, you know, what is our purpose? And what can we, how could we live different? What was your biggest takeaway from this film? Yeah. So I was going to say, so we have 14 people in the film who had nearly experiences, but we, we did interview something like, I think, 30, 40 people. And a lot of people from different cultures um, and regions around the world. And um, the amazing thing was a lot of these people, what they experienced, uh, they overlap. You know, it's what they the things they describe are almost completely identical. Sometimes it's a language barrier and usually it's language hindrance and that, you know, everything that they're trying to describe, they say, I'm not going to do it justice. Um, but the big takeaway is that uh, they're learning that in an even atheist, um, two, two are atheists in, in, in the film are learning that, Oh, like the, the whole kind of purpose of life is to love God. And then through that love to love others. I mean, God is love, and, and this is this this is something. Is the crazy thing for me is like I'm hearing from people again who were atheists before, and they're using the, that that terminology, and they would say that, and God is love, and that love and that light coming from God is palpable, and that God knows them more intimately um, than you know they know themselves. Uh, he you know he and he loves them unconditionally. Um, as if that they were, you know, his only child, you know, just that much, that much love. 
And so they they all that's the big takeaway. They come back and they realize the the purpose of life is to love God. And through that love, because he is love, it comes through and permeates through and then it can go outwards towards other people. So, you know, that's it's an amazing takeaway. It is. Uh, have you had any pushback from anyone when it comes to this film? Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's inevitable. Um, so I would say like from, from Christians, uh, there's from the Christian community, there's, uh, you know, near-death experiences is something that's not, it's not typically talked about. Uh, John Burke's book, Imagine Heaven, I think made waves in that, in that because his book, you know, it correlates scripture to near-death experiences. So it kind of at least points to, no, this is pointing to God. It's, it's people are transforming their lives around, you know, to God. But in the same way, um, you know, the skeptics are obviously <laughs> skeptical for, you know, which is totally fair. And, and that's what we want. Uh, we want them to be skeptical uh, coming into the film. Um, but at the, at the same end, of course, you know, like non-faith communities and stuff like that, mainstream, you know, reporters and, and whatnot, they, their concern is that this is just a, you know, Christian film Christian message and that it's just kind of ramming that down people's throats and that's not at all what we've created here. So my hope is that people, you know, many, you know, watch the film kind of get an understanding for themselves what it is and what it isn't. And that, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that it has impact on people's lives and that, the, and that this word of mouth kind of gets out there and that they share really, you know, what it is. The pushback, I think, gets all pushed away once they've had a chance to watch the film. For those who are interested in seeing it, it's coming out October 27th. How can they go about finding out more information about this film? Yeah, so all they have to do is go to angel.com slash after death. And there uh, they can search up where their nearest uh, you know theater is. It's playing in multiple places in Manitoba. There's a couple of theaters that are signing up uh, in Winnipeg already. We're playing at Scotiabank Theater. You can already buy tickets now. Um, but yeah, uh, it's angel.com slash after death. And we actually have a unique thing where through Angel Studios, where you can actually pay it forward for others. Um, and if you're not able to afford a ticket, um, because I know not everyone you know has that ability, you can actually claim a free ticket. And that's paid for by people um, who you know are, are paying for a ticket who might not otherwise you know be able to see it. We want to make this film as accessible as we can. So if anyone wants to uh, pay it forward or claim a free ticket, all they have to do is go to angel.com slash life after. It's a different URL. And that brings you to a paid-forward page, again, where you can you can buy tickets there, um, but you can also pay it forward for others if you're able. Um, or, again, you can, you can claim a free ticket. Fantastic. That was going to be my last question for you. Is there anything else that, you like to, that you'd like to add? Um, no, I mean, I just, it's, I guess it's just really, you know, again, kind of celebrating that this is, uh, you know, it's a made from, you know, Winnipeg producers and directors. Also... Uh, three executive producers that are, are attached to this film are from Manitoba. So there's a lot of, you know, Manitoba talent, um, you know, key roles here that are attached to this film. And uh, I think it's really, you know, exciting and seeing something this big. Like I say, it's, you know, 2,000 screens across the United States and Canada. It's, you know, it's pretty huge. It actually puts us in, in the documentary category. It's actually a top 10 all-time release um, ever. So it's it's amazing that Angel Studios, you know, saw the value in this film and, and they, they could see you know the big picture of, of how far this film could go and so the same team that you know is behind the chosen the sound freedom are putting this much effort into getting this film out i think it's kind of it's something we're celebrating and i'm hoping that it's a big turnout here in winnipeg 
I hope so too. Congratulations. Thanks so much, Colleen.